Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of the Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore High School sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I am Michael Dwojek here with the record North Shore founding member, Joe Coughlin. Thanks, as always, for listening. And uh, before we get you set up on this week's episode, make sure you um, subscribe to the Varsity Podcast and listen to uh, older episodes as well. We always appreciate all the support. Um, you can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts, especially the one where you're listening to right now. Um, we always appreciate the support and make sure you spread the word while you're at those uh, sporting events in uh, sunny conditions. Now, obviously, if we were going to talk about the weather when it was crummy and everything like that, we got to talk about the weather when it's nice and uh, toasty, but uh, a lot of fun stuff going on there as well. So make sure you spread the word. Always appreciate everybody's uh, help and support. And just for listening, always appreciate that. All right, we're going to do a regular four-quarter format for this week's episode. In the first quarter, we will get you all caught up on some baseball action in the North Shore area with both Loyola and Nutria. We got some seeds coming out there as well. Um, in the second quarter, we are joined by Nutria Bass Fishing Coach Steve Gagliano after a big performance from his team at sectionals. Um, we're going to play way or no way in the third quarter. And uh, we're going to jump on over and talk some seeds and other miscellaneous stuff in the fourth quarter as uh, we are uh, heading into the postseason action. So we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. So um, we'll hit on a lot of different points in the fourth quarter as well. But why don't we start things off when the first quarter with some baseball. And uh, we'll start off with Loyola where um, the Ramblers uh, hit on some uh, tough times last week. Um, just with uh, a tough loss against a, a very talented Brother Rice team. Um, Loyola and Brother Rice met each other um, in Glenview, um, and uh, Brother Rice is taking full advantage um, and uh, taking on the Ramblers. And um, Joe, I mean, we were talking about this a little bit the last couple weeks um, on various times just about what um, – how good this brother rice team is and how tough of a CCL it is where um, I think we mentioned last week where you could probably have a lot of different re regional and sectional winners in the top five or six seeds when it comes to uh, the CCL. And you just saw again, how talented and how good um, that brother rice team is um, with their win over Loyola. And yeah, uh, I think they've proven themselves over and over again, for some reason, um, some rankings don't have them you know, at the top or even in the top five in the state, which is ridiculous. They're, they're a national power, um, to be honest. Just uh, an unbelievable lineup, and um, they got some pitchers to back it too. But uh, they took it to Loyola um, out in Glenview on Saturday. Uh, I guess Loyola was a bit shorthanded, mi missing some of their guys. You know, Loyola was on a nice run there. Um, I believe they're about 16 and six on the season. So this is a very good Ramblers team this year and they hit the heck out of the ball. I think they had five straight wins and they all, they scored above, uh, they scored double digits in all of them um, before uh, I think they lost to St. Lawrence on Monday, last Monday, uh, then, then rain out, rain out, rain out, and then lost to brother rice on Saturday, two of the top teams in the state. So um, just a tough path, just a gauntlet of their schedule where they had, Brother Rice and um, and uh, St. Lawrence, um, and I think they got those rainouts are, are rescheduled for this week as well. So uh, just a tough stretch for them, but you know um, they got to regroup. They got to find out. They have aspirations. As talking to Roger Simon last week, our F of the week last week, 
you know, they have aspirations to do some big things in the postseason. So to do that, they're going to have to beat these state powers at some point. Um, so uh, they got to, uh, this, this is a good test for where they're at and what they need to improve. And they're going to take it with them. What, um, what are still some things, I mean, we're heading into the final couple of weeks here of the regular season before the postseason starts, but I mean, just what do you feel like um, are things that this team can work on other than obviously getting healthy? I mean, what are some of the concerns that is going to be stopping them from um, contending for a regional, even or a sectional championship? I mean, obviously we've seen the way they compete against CCL teams and um, obviously those are the best of the best, but um, when it comes to in the area competing for a regional and sectional, does this team have what it takes or is there still another level that the Ramblers need to reach? I think they have what it takes, but they certainly need to clean things up. Now we can talk about pitching just by, you know, they gave up 14 runs to brother rice. And I think it was eight to two against St. Lawrence, if I'm not mistaken, but their hitting can hang, you know, unless they face a dominant pitching outing their their hitting can hang with the best in the state. You know, they got the three seed um, in a, a sectional they host. Um, but uh, so, so they're up there. Um, with with everybody in the area but uh, their defensive miscues have been kind of an issue all year and they'll clean them up for for a spate and sometimes they'll cover them up with their offensive production but uh, you know they they gave a lot of outs to brother rice which you just obviously you can't do against really good teams and you certainly can't do in the playoffs um, in big big time competition when they're close games and you're fighting for every run here and there to give up outs or uh, not going to do it for you. So I think they just need to, they need to clean the, up the defensive miscues. So it's a level playing field. Uh, and then, you know, who, who can beat who on the offensive end. Moving on to look, uh, new Trier, uh, I know you'll be, uh, taking a look at them, uh, tonight or, uh, in the near future, just what, what do you expect out of new Trier? Obviously dropping, they were on a nice little roll there before dropping a game against uh, GBS. Just what are you looking from them? Um, moving forward here in the last couple of weeks and uh, what have they kind of shown you um, just based on your expectations of what they can do in the postseason this year? Yeah, I think they've shown it to us already over the past two weeks, two, three weeks when, when they've been able to get games in, you know, this is a good test week because they're going to play a lot of baseball this week. I think they got games. The, today's Wednesday. I think they also played Thursday and Saturday. They played Monday, Tuesday. So they got at least five games this week. Um, and that I think next week is going to be more of the same as we leave up to the postseason. So this is an important stretch. A lot of conference opponents, a lot of good teams. Um, they, they got GBS again tonight. They lost to them on Monday, but then they came back Tuesday and beat Niles West in a, in a nail biter 2-0. So a lot of talent up here on the North Shore in baseball and a lot of teams that can push you. So I think we've seen what Nutrier can do. They can play, you know, 670, 700 baseball where they're winning two of three, three of four. Um, every single time or every, every week out here. And that's what you want to see. That's what's, and then you put a string together in the postseason. I think they've proven they can be a team that puts a string together. So while they had a tough start, I think we said two and seven was their start to the season that kind of led to their sixth seed in the um, Loyola sectional. It's going to be a tougher regional than um, anticipated, but you got to, we've talked about it before, you know, you got to beat who you got to beat if you want to get to where you want to be. Was that coach speak? That was a pretty general coach speak. But uh, you, you got to beat those top teams anyway. So Nutria just might have to play them a little earlier because of that slow start. But I think they've shown us that they can do it both on the mound and with their bats. So they just need to put it together for a stretch. 
We're going to hit on uh, seeds in the fourth quarter, but let's, let's focus on baseball here since we're obviously talking about baseball in the first quarter. Um, in the Loyola Academy sectional, Maine South earns a number one seed. Evanston, number two. Loyola, number three. GBN, number four. Lane Tech, number five. Nutria, number six. Von Steuben, number seven. And GBS rounding out the top eight. Um, we were talking about this before we started recording, and you, you had an interesting point about this sectional, Joe, that I think the people want to know. I can't believe you put me on the spot. What was my point? Just about anyone being able to. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I really think, you know, that it, you could go all the way to nine because I haven't seen Prospect, who's the, who's the 10 seed. I think you can you can picture any of those eight, nine teams winning this sectional. Uh, it, there's that much parity here at the top. Um, you, you know, with Evanson as the two seed, you get Hank Less, Liss, who's their stud pitcher, also, I think their lead hitter as well. Um, on one of his good days, you're not winning that ball game unless you, you get really fortunate with some things. So there's Evanston's out. Will Met cannot, I mean, uh, Will Met, Loyola can outslug you at any time. Limbrook North is a well balanced team. We know Lane Tech, what, what they bring on the mound, and New Trier's balanced as well. You got Von Steuben, GBS, they got talent on their roster, haven't put it together. Can they put together a run? So I really think while I'd be, um, I guess surprised. I wouldn't be shocked if like GBS won the sectional or Von Steuben. It wouldn't. It's New Trier at the sixth seed. It wouldn't be shocking. Um, I think those teams are all just really good, and they all have a lot of talent on the roster. So um, any team can put it together, especially in this sport. I mean, we've talked about this a lot during the podcast, but in baseball, especially, you're just writing um, hot pitching and good hitting and that kind of stuff. It's kind of what New Trier did last year when they were made their deep run um, in the postseason. And especially in baseball, you see it where um, when a team gets hot, it can get really hot and upset a lot of top seeds. So it'll be a lot of fun to see um, what happens in that crazy uh, sectional um, in the postseason when uh, we hopefully get started in a couple weeks. But let's move on over now to the second quarter where we are joined by Nutrier Bass Fishing Coach Steve Gagliano. Um, Nutrier picking up a big uh, title and on their way down to state. Um, Joe, you talked to coach. What are the folks at home going to hear? Yeah, so um, Nutrier picked up the sectional title their third time since it became an IHSA sport, uh, which was 2009, I believe. Um, so they're going to state and uh, they really, their boat number two really dominated the competition with um, 10 pounds worth of bass, um, the second place team i believe had five and change five twelve maybe um 12 ounces that is so they dominated wasn't really much for competition they picked up more than five fish which is the maximum you can um submit for the weigh-in um so we just talked about on a cold day like every other sport uh they had to be out in boats on cold water with the high water as well on a cold day how they were successful and why and uh what their kind of plan is um to be ready and prepared for the state finals all right, let's take a listen. It was yeah, I think the high temperature was forty-seven, maybe. And um, it started raining. We we avoided rain most of the day. Uh, it started raining at the end of the day. So we'll we'll just say conditions were tough. <laughs> and what what does that do to to the fish? What does that do to the actual sport of fishing? Um. You know, when, when the fish are not, um, when, when the water is not warm and there's cold front conditions or there's high reservoir conditions, 
uh, high water conditions in a reservoir, um, it usually makes the fish uh, bass, bass more reluctant to bite. They're not in an active feeding mood like they would if it was um, a day like today where you, the, you, know, you have a nice south wind, which is uh, warming the water. And, you know, fish are cold-blooded, so um, when the water is cold, their metabolism slows down and they generally, uh, they generally don't bite as, uh, or feed as actively. Uh, compared to when it's warmer, so you just have to uh, you have to be more patient with your fishing. You have to slow things down. You know, you're casting and leaving your lure in the strike zone, and you know a, a lot of stuff that your average reader is not going to want to read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's great. Um, okay, just, you know, tough weather conditions is really what it boils down to. So, you know, I just I think the reason we were successful is. Uh, the, the students I coached are very coachable. They, um, they have a good intuition about how to catch bass to begin with. And then uh, lots of communication in the boat about where to fish and what lures to fish and, you know, really just slowing down the approach. Uh, we saw a lot of other boats. They'd hit a spot, you know, they'd be there for 15 minutes, then they'd pack it up and they'd motor somewhere else. Um, we just thought, uh, we were confident that the fish were in the spots we were fishing. We just had to, uh, spend a little more time and be patient there. Okay. And, um, I was going to ask what, what's key to, uh, success at the sectional, but I think you just told me it was, it was patience on Thursday. Well, I would I would say patience, yeah. Uh, just slowing down the presentation was was the key, and and I'm I'm kind of reluctant to say that because I don't want my competitors to hear that. They're, they're going to remember that next time and sharpen their swords. But uh, you know that's that's the reality of the situation, okay. and you know the, it, the circumstances may have been completely different the next day. So it's not always the same formula, and. You know, my approach to fishing a, a bass, uh, a competitive bass fishing tournament is you're trying to solve a puzzle. And the puzzle might be a completely different puzzle the next day, or it might be completely different than it was yesterday. And it depends on too many different variables to list. But the weather, the water temperature, the sun, the wind direction, you, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of things. And uh, yeah, your your boat, uh, at least the winning boat, was you know I believe almost doubled up, or maybe uh, you know seventy percent more fish by the weight than the other boats. So uh, anything else that they did, that, you know, that I think I'm sorry if I forget his name. Was it Henry caught the biggest fish of the day? He did. So Henry won big bass. Um, he had one at, at least the size of that one get off at the boat. Um, and he was really upset about that. <clears throat> and so I just had to remind him, it's early. We have a lot of time left. You have to keep your head in the game. Your partner needs you. You have to keep fishing. We can't go back and do anything about that now. So, you know, it becomes a little psychological. Yeah. You know, you hear about mental toughness in different sports. That's relevant for fishing as well, especially when you have uh, a disappointing situation like that occur. 
But um, we were the only boat, I think, I don't know if anybody caught more than two fish. You're allowed to weigh in your five biggest. So we caught six or seven keepers on the day, and we it's called culling out. We culled out our two lightest ones. So you have five in the live well, five keepers, 12 inches or bigger. Um, if you catch a sixth fish that's bigger than your smallest one, you want to increase your weight. So you sure. keep that bigger fish, and then you release the smallest one. And you could do that as many times as you need to throughout the day. Um, so we were, I think we were the only boat to catch five and, and also to call out, so we were very fortunate. There is, a, there is a degree of luck. People who don't know fishing think that it's all luck, which is not true, but it's not all skill either. I think it's a combination of time and place and, you know, all the variables coming together. And, um, you know, if it was just based on ability, then there would be, um, you know, you'd have, you'd have the same high skill set people winning every year. Right. Thanks so much for joining us, uh, Steve. And thank you as always to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week. Always appreciate everybody's insight. All right. Let's jump on over now to the third quarter where we will play our weekly game of way or no way. I throw out five propositions and Joe and I argue or agree about whether something can happen way or no way it cannot happen. All right, let's start things off with some track and field. Uh, we've got uh, sectional action happening today. Um, on Wednesday, Joe is going to be out there for a little bit of it. But way or no way, Joe, that the Loyola girls track team will send more people to state than Nutrier. Wow. Um, man, it's going to be close. Um, I'll say no way. I think Nutrier gets a couple more, especially because of their relays. Um, if we count them individually, too, on their relays, their relays are really special. Um, and I think they should push three uh, relays to state, or they could, I should say. And they've got some other um, talent. Uh, obviously, you know, that talent and the relays leads over to other running events, but they got some talent in the field too. Maeve Kelly is, uh, is going to state unless something absolutely insane happens, um, in both the shot and discus and Abby Ryan has a chance in the discus as well. Um, and they have some good jumpers as well. Um, and, um, Gabby Marzano or Manzano, Manzano or Marzano, I think it's Manzano, um, in the jumping events and they got a pole vaulter. So they're kind of covered in a lot of events. They're deep like we say with Nutria, but they really are in track. And I think they're going to, as coach likes to say, uh, pack the bus to head to state. So I say no way. All right. I think I'll go with uh, way. I think uh, it'll be close. I think uh, um, the Ramblers might have a couple more um, runners and maybe some uh, field events as well. So I'll go way with the Ramblers just because I, it might be a difference of six or seven or six compared to seven or whatever it'd be. I don't think it's going to be a dramatic big difference, but um, I do think that the Ramblers will send a little bit more than the Trevians will at the state meet, but obviously not by a lot. Um, we hit on Loyola baseball earlier in the first quarter, uh, way or no way, Joe, you're concerned about Loyola baseball with some, um, just with their recent, uh, few games. No, I'm not concerned unless, you know, we, we got the report that they are, um, uh, shorthanded. Um, they're not completely healthy right now. Now, if that affects some of their arms, which I think it might, uh, then, then we might be in for a problem because, um, they've had. They've had some effective pitching, but it's been spotty. So they really got to rely on their most 
consistent arms in the postseason because uh, we know that they can give up some runs as well. And uh, um, so once they get into some heavy competition, which won't take long in that sectional, um, they're going to, they're going to need to limit the teams on, on the defensive end with pitching and defense. So um, I think if, if they're, if their injuries are that substantial, which we don't know, then yes. If not, then no, I'm not that worried. I just think it's going to be, we're going to get to a sectional game that's kind of a toss up and whoever plays the better game. It's not like, you know, Loyola is better than a lot of teams and on any given day, they're better than any team, but that goes for every team in the section like we talked about. So I'm not necessarily worried unless their injuries are more than, than we believe them to be. Yeah. Unless we find out something drastic has changed or happened. I think I'm going to go no way as well. I think we know what this Ramblers team is and that they can, like we've talked about compete with um, any team or, um, in that sectional and would not be surprised for them to do um, well or anything like that. So I think I'll go uh, no way, definitely not concerned, unless there's something bigger going on, some injuries that we um, are not aware of. All right, the Loyola Academy girls soccer team picked up a big win over Fenwick the other day, which helped them earn a conference title, at least in their division. Um, way or no way, Joe, that this Loyola Academy girls soccer team can use that conference title as motivation for a deep run in the postseason. Um, yeah, sure, they can wait. I don't know if they need to. I think they're a pretty confident team because of uh, a lot of victories, of course, a lot of success over the past years. And they're very senior heavy. We're talking 15 seniors on that roster. Um, so I don't know if they need the extra motivation. I think they're raring to go. I think they've been waiting for this moment for a few years. They really want to make a state push here. Um, and they have the um the composition to do it so um I, I say it could help but i don't know if they need it and this this ramblers team's legit yeah i think way could definitely i think way could definitely help i feel like you always want to feel good and uh um i feel like you could always turn winning or not winning a conference championship to your favor it can either be like look at us we did this and like let's keep on going or it can also be like we didn't do it now we need to like prove ourselves and all that kind of stuff so i'm sure coaches and players can use it use it uh, either way that they want just for their advantage. But um, I think way it could be useful, especially for the Ramblers, like you said, are trying to prove a lot. Number three seed in the Nutria sectional, um, looking to win a sectional championship, obviously trying to win their regional as well. They'll start on uh, next uh, Wednesday against Taft. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see and what they'll able to do, what they're able to do, but just being able to uh, win that conference title can definitely uh, serve as a motivator as well. All right, new, uh, we got, obviously we have uh, sectional girls track and field taking place. So that means that the boys are around the conference meet time. Way or no way, Joe, that Nutria boys track and field can win the CSL meet or invite? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, a lot of invites this year, Nutria kind of split their team um, as their stud distance runner kind of participated in distance events and uh, maybe they had the rest of their team do the more local meets and quads. Um, you know, you put that whole team together and you get the points from Nick Falk and George Cahill. And I think you have a, a very potent um, um, team, but that being said, Evanston is bringing it this year on the track um, in both girls and boys. So I think they're going to put up a fight. Um, I think it is a tough conference, but uh, I think they can win. I think it's going to be a close one. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I don't know. I wouldn't guarantee it or say that it's definitely going to happen, but I definitely think that this new chair uh, boys team can 
compete for the CSL title. Like you mentioned, Evanston is tough. Um, GBS always has some um, talented runners as long as well as GBN. So um, I think that Nutrier is probably one of the favorites if, uh, with, uh, with uh, Evanston. So um, yeah, definitely. I think that there's definitely a shot or a way um, that they can win the CSL when they compete in their conference meet. All right, final way or no way question here. Um, way or no way that a number five seed for the Nutrier girls soccer team was appropriate? Yeah, I think it was. I think they took, um, so I'll say way. I think they took their lumps this year. And we talked about it, you know, throughout the season that uh, this was a lot, they, they graduated a lot and then a lot of talent. And while Nutria reloads, you know, on the soccer field, you got to figure out how to work together. And yeah, they had some holdovers to, to kind of be the glue, um, the glue kids, <laughs> um, but uh, it's a lot of talent to work in. And they had a, a lot of younger people they were trying to work in as well. And it took them a while to find it. And I, I still don't know if they're at their, their absolute best. So um, they took their losses and in this area, you know, six losses maybe in, on the soccer season is going to be a high. Um, I, you know, Evanston has one Maine South only has a couple Loyola only has a couple. So I think it is appropriate. You know, in fact, there's probably an argument they could be, you know, behind lane and equal with Niles West. So uh, I believe they're, they're right at the right spot at five. Yeah, I think they're at the right spot way. I think losses to Evanston three to one, um, Lake Forest three to nothing, um, tied with St. Charles East, lost to Naperville Central two nothing, tied with GBN two two. Um, I think we're seeing a new trio team that is a five seed. I don't think that they're the number one seed. I don't think they're one of the better teams in the sectional. So um, yeah, I think it was definitely appropriate. Um, to put them there just based on the way that they've been performing this year and uh, what they've been able to do. I think that uh, definitely a number five seed is the way uh, to go for the Ram or for the Trevians in this upcoming tournament. But let's move on over now to the fourth quarter where uh, we'll talk some more uh, seeds action as we've got uh, seeds out for most of the postseason. I think lacrosse is the only one where we don't have a seed out um, at this point, but um, why don't we start things off with uh, boys volleyball? Um, GBS is hosting that sectional. Nutrier earned the number two seed in that sectional. Uh, Loyola earned the number five seed. GBN is number one. Nutrier two. Buffalo Grove three. Hersey four. Uh, Loyola five. GBS six. Maine South seven. And Niles West eight. Um, Joe, that number two seed for Nutrier, is that surprising to you at all? Or is that kind of what you expected based that's on kind of, what You know, that's kind of what I expected. I'm sorry. That's kind of what I expected behind Glenbrook North. Um, you know, being a ticket ahead of Buffalo Grove, uh, it's about it's about right. You know, they put together a really good stretch midseason. And really, you know, they've lost the Glenbrook South and they've lost the Glenbrook North, but they've also played them tough and beaten them. So um, this is really, you know, and they beat Loyola, who's, who's five. So... This is about right for them. I think they're a good team now. They're they're dealing with some stuff right now with their setter. I don't know if um, Stefan Jaya is back or if he's out for the season. He's got a big career ahead of him at um, playing ball at Princeton. So um, I'm not sure, and I haven't caught up with him. So I hope to um, real soon. And uh, but I think that's about right. And I think they're dangerous. I think they're dangerous there. Um, but I also think that Glenbrook South is dangerous, slipping in at six, and um, we'll see how it goes from there. 
What do you think of that five seed for the Ramblers? Just have you felt like they haven't been as consistent as maybe they have been in years past and five is the right way, or did you feel like that was too high or too low? I, I felt that was right, if not even lower. I just don't think they've put together the perfect lineup yet. A lot of new pieces, um, and they don't have that big go-to guy that that puts fear into people yet. Now, they've, they've got some guys that have had nice seasons, the Colin Murray, who's in his first – um, season as a starting outside and, and Ben traps a sophomore who's really coming along, um, you know, and their star is Casey McMenamin, who's um, kind of an all around guy and mostly a center. So I, I just think they haven't gotten the big wins that you want. You want to see those wins over St. Rita in, in their league. And they lost both those. Um, they lost the new Trier. they lost the Glenbrook North, I think. So the, the big matches, they just haven't pulled off any victories, which would have kind of changed their fortune. Let's move on now to uh, boys water polo where we've got um, the, uh, that uh, tournament having started already. Um, we've got games happening on Wednesday uh, night that they were recording. Nutrier is going to play Maine East at one o'clock at the GBS sectional. They will play in that sectional semifinal on Friday if they were to win. And then that sectional final is on Saturday, May 14th at GBS. Um, and then, uh, then we have a uh, state final tournament taking place, um, on the 19th and the 21st at Stevenson. Um, Joe, we've talked about this boys, Nutrier um, water polo team a lot, uh, during the spring season. Um, what do you expect out of this team? Is there, are they pretty much the favorite to win that sectional and head off to the state final? What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I don't think they're going to get much pushback in that sectional. I just don't, I think this is, you know, we don't often see this in sports um, in general, but there are a couple teams in the state, you know, maybe three, maybe four that have set themselves apart in boys water polo and Nutria is one of them. And the other ones aren't in this section. So, um, you know, barring something insane, you know, hopefully everything goes to plan for uh, Nutria in terms of health and safety. Um, no one's going to stop them in this section. We got the Nutria girls and uh, we got the Nutria girls competing in uh, the GBS sectional as well as the Loyola girls. Uh, Nutria, the number two seed, taking on Niles West on Thursday, while uh, Loyola, the number four seed, will take on Prospect both matches on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at GBS. Um, just thoughts on both the Ramblers and the Trevians here, Joe, as they head into uh, sectional action. Yeah, I just think. Um... This one might go chalk as well. Um, just seeing, you know, I remember last year, Mike, when we were talking about this, it was it was such a fun rivalry between Nutria and Evanston. Um, and Evanston kept coming closer and closer to challenging Nutria uh, girls as the top uh, spot, you know, and, uh, you know, from four goal loss to a three goal loss to an overtime loss. And now Evanston's the top dog and um, they're kind of with a bullet. Um, they're up there. So Nutria is going to have to pull off something pretty special to beat them in the sectional final as I, I think uh, they'll face off against each other Saturday. Any other uh, sports uh, notes, any other uh, things we want to talk about before we say goodbye to the folks? I know we've hit on a lot of different sports today, hit, uh, hit on all the major ones, but any last uh, final notes as uh, we're really getting into uh, the postseason action here, especially with girls soccer, uh, 2A and 3A starting next week. Yeah, for um... – for prep sports fans and prep sports journalists, this this second half of May, first two weeks of June, maybe first week, is intense. Uh, we're going to have 
playoff action, you know, uh, on a nightly basis, um, in, in some sport. And as we get to the end of May, it's going to be in, uh, I guess the more notable sports, baseball, softball, soccer, um, soccer will be in the sectionals, you know, it'll, it'll be good stuff. Um, and, uh, so we'll try to keep you as updated as possible. I know uh, Mike and his team are doing the same for Friday night drive and it's, uh, it's an intense few weeks, so follow along if you can, but enjoy it because it's a ton of fun. And then we get a little break for the summer, but these next few weeks are going to be good stuff across the board. Yeah, hopefully we got good weather the rest of the way here. Now we've got all, all the snow and the rainy days out, and now we can get the best weather ready for uh, the most important games and matches of the season. But like Joe said, make sure you're keeping up with his team at therecordnorthshore.org, and make sure you're subscribing to the podcast wherever they're available. Check out older episodes as well. We always appreciate everybody's insight and support. And make sure you're also checking out my work at Friday Night Drive. I've got a CCLE, a CC recruiting notebook coming out. Um, we are deep into the spring evaluation period and some uh, prospects are really uh, getting some notice right now, obviously with the junior season going on. So make sure you catch up with us there as well. But for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week. And we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.